The current Whitney Museum exhibit of work by David Wojnarowicz is called History Keeps Me Awake at Night, all evidence to the contrary. In fact, there's a particularly vivid painting in the show from a series called Something from Sleep. In this one, you're looking head-on at a shadowy shape of a person who's peering into a luminous blue microscope. And all around, inside the dark silhouette of the central head, arms, and torso, are planets floating, and stars, and galaxies that seem lit from within. Apparently, the picture was created after an especially vivid dream. He worked from dreams a lot. Cynthia Carr is Wojnarowicz's biographer. Her book is called Fire in the Belly. You know, when I was writing the biography, I, uh, of course, read all his journals. And it was amazing. He would write down like three or four dreams a night. He remembered all of them. And you could see how there were images that came up that would then turn up in his paintings. He did use his dreams quite a bit. It's not a familiar work of his. That particular painting has never been exhibited before. It's never been even in a gallery before. But the work of Wojnarowicz that's better known is bold and deeply political and in many forms. He did arresting sculptures, an animal's skull with a world globe in its mouth, and collages, a controversial ant series, images of big ones crawling on crucifixes, on nude bodies, on clocks. He wrote, made films, took photographs, all this in a short life. Wojnarowicz died of complications from AIDS in 1992 at age 37. He'd been born in New Jersey, but very early found his way to Manhattan. He started working as an artist when a friend, photographer Peter Hujar, pushed him in that direction. He was starting this just as that East Village scene was beginning. And it was, to understate the case, another New York. It was a perfect time for him because Manhattan was still filled with uh, uncolonized space. It's hard to imagine that now. But I know in the East Village, there were like, you know, vacant lots where you could just go and make a piece or do something. The piers were there, and there was just all this space where you could work. And it was cheap. (laughs) You know, it was sort of a golden age for bohemians. A lot of the recent history, which is now an accepted part of our understanding of the world, hadn't happened yet. It's before AIDS was, you know, killing everybody off and uh, before things were gentrified and before congressmen were looking at pictures to find ants on a crucifix. The aforementioned congressmen and crucifixes refer to images of protest, some sexually graphic, that began to appear in his work, just as conservatives were trying to clean art up and defund the arts endowment. Ornarovich was in line. That might be the history that kept him awake at night. No artist has a preemptive claim on the tax dollars of the American people to put forth such trash. That was Senator Jesse Helms. Yeah, well, David was the third artist to be targeted after Andre Serrano and Robert Mablethorpe. That happened in 1989. He was in a show, one of the first shows dealing with artists' reactions to the epidemic. The exhibition was called Witnesses Against Our Vanishing. All of these things, his youth, his conflicts over his own success, his immense anger, and more specifically, the AIDS crisis, they all define his work. When seen together in this chronological show, building from the general to the very specific, 
through different media, from his youthful experiments to his more assured artistic proclamations. It's a rare human document of an artist, a community, a place, and an era. It's Fishko Files. I'm Sarah Fishko.